Kiss My Girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! And we're back. This is not a drill, Con. <laughs> this is, this not, is not a drill. This is not a drill. We've been we're on home. a break, as <laughs> Ross would say from Friends, but we're and back. Our three listeners haven't known themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday mornings, mornings weren't the same. Everyone went back to church. <laughs> but we are so excited to be back. And Con, it feels like, you know when you're in school and you go on holidays and you feel like you haven't seen your bestie for like 10 years? That's exactly how I feel. That's how I feel too. I know, I feel and like I purposely wasn't like, I got in last night at 5.30 and I purposely didn't call you yes. because I wanted like our reunion to be on the radio show. I know, right? This is what we've become. <laughs> oh, <we're> like, <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong I'm whoring my friendship with oh, you. <laughs> anytime, babe. I'll whore for anytime. <laughs> uh, so what are we doing? What are we talking about? I'm bloody excited to be here and so excited, Con. We're going to be talking to Steve Bidoff, who... I know. Oh. Um, that was a surprise for me because Annalise didn't tell me about this and I love Steve. I am like, you know how I get creepy with guests? Yes. And they, I'm, oh, especially being a, a, a mother of two boys. I, I can understand that you'd be like... I'm, mm. I'm like peaking, peaking mm. creepy. Let's not right? make too many advances <laughs> on Steve and... You're the one that cracks on to people, not me. I'm just weird. <laughs> uh, what else? Carl Stefanovic. Carl Stefanovic, awesome. my hero. He did this week. So obviously we're going to be chatting about that. And Con, I want to hear all about the new man in your life. Yeah, well, I want to talk about him, so. <laughs> uh, up next, Con, I can't wait to hear all about your tour, warts and all. I want to know everything. You've got major FOMO. I know, right? Mm-hmm. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, you've just uh, recently got off a flight with your kids. Let's <laughs> a talk 25-hour flight with my children. We all had a lot of fun. <laughs> Ruby screamed the whole time. Now, to be fair, I got blessed this time. Really? I had this like, oh, my God. Both First ways? was No, no, no. The way there was terrible. Oh, okay. But the way back, I think everyone could just sense that we were just done, you know? Like, yeah. we were just so done. And um, the twins were, like, the only problems. Billy and Arlo, I realised all I need to do is separate them. Ah, they are, they yeah. are dream kids if they are not together. Yeah. Once they're together, it's just screaming and hair pulling and fighting. Billy sat with me, Arlo sat with Sunny, and um, yeah, they were great. So what? Yeah, so I had this like on the way from Dubai to from London to Dubai. Um, they were like serving food when we first got on, and I said to the guy, "Do you would you mind? Because you know sometimes they're funny about alcohol." Yeah, I said to the guy, "Would you mind getting me a? Because on the um, Qantas international flights, they have Bloody Marys. You know how I feel about a Bloody Mary. Oh, I love a Bloody Mary. Oh, I love a Bloody Mary. So it doesn't feel like alcohol. Yeah. So you feel like yeah, Healthy. shaking. Yeah, Healthy. It's, it's got medicine. celery, it's, it's vegetables, it's fruit. Absolutely, it's more of a salad than an alcoholic exactly. beverage. Exactly, it's a meal. And so I said, "Would you mind getting me a um, bloody bloody Mary, but also a wine?" <laughs> and I didn't know how he was going to feel Did about you that. Pretend it was for someone else, and the yeah, wine no, I didn't have there. anyone else because Denim was already ordering two Jackson Cokes. <laughs> so and the rest of them were children. So yeah. he said to me, um, "Would I mind? I would love to." And he comes oh. up to me, and goes. 
He goes, Shiraz or Cab? Ooh. And I was like, um, he goes, both. And oh just handed me God. both the bottles and the bloody mirror. I was like, what is happening here? Like, why am I being blessed with such amazing... Happened on the, on the um, Emirates flight from Dubai to Australia. We had another hilarious, amazing host who was just mm. there to help and didn't make us feel... Like, we have just travelled... Six weeks around the world with ten people. Every time we've walked into an institution, we've felt unwelcome. Oh yeah, like, like get oh out. my god, everyone, especially the French, they were just like, <laughs> they were like seriously like spitting on us, like get out. We actually had a woman, the owner of a restaurant, just glaring at me. I said, "What?" It's gotten to the point now where I have to say to people, "What?" I'm looking after my children. I'm cleaning up their mess. I'm not sitting here just drinking and just letting them be feral. Like, I'm helping you, and I'm doing, and I'm spending a lot of money here. And they're just glaring at me, wanting me out of their place. I went into. You know what I appreciate though? Because so many places are unkid friendly, but they want your money. Mm. So they invite you in and then they just treat you like crap. And this one place I went in there and I had my whole commune with me. And I was like, um, hi, I was wondering if you had any place for lunch. And he said to me, I do, but it's very unsuitable for your family. <laughs> and I was like, I actually appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for not making me waste my time and feel hated and waste my money. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's been it was it's it was bloody fun. I have to say, I can't I can't think about what my highlight was. We landed in Dublin and um and we were all really jet lagged. And so at four a.m. we all woke up and we were like, what should we do? Should we just walk through the streets? You know, because like we're mm. in this amazing new country and we're all really excited. And no one could see, so we're like, sweet, we all got our jackets on. We're walking through the streets, and you know, what Arlo's like, how hey, you just can't stay put. Yeah. He's not able to stay put when he's walking with me and he's just jumping on the walls and climbing up balustrades <laughs> and doing his thing. And then all of a sudden he slipped and screamed out to me and I went running towards him because I was like, my beautiful boy, what's wrong? And then I noticed what he slipped in, a pile of like rank vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was covered in it. And as soon as I saw that, I was just like, nah. Back up. Do not touch me. Oh <laughs> get away. And he's like doing that kid hug running towards me thing that they do. And I was like, get away from me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been hectic. It's been beautiful. I'm really happy to be home, I have to admit. It's just lovely to be back here. As soon as we landed, we were all just like the beautiful clean air. Yeah. You know, it's like such, you, you, I think we were away for long enough to actually miss Australia. Yeah. You know when you only go away for a week or two and you're just like, no, I don't want to go home, I don't want to go home. And now... I just can't wait to get home to Margaret River, to be honest. Yeah. I see. I never want to leave a holiday, but that's just me. But you haven't been on a six-week one with ten people. Just yeah. me. I, I just, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Queen <laughs> <laughs> sesh. Con, you've been away for a long time. We <laughs> haven't been having the regular chat we usually would be having. And uh, a lot's changed in the Dent household. <laughs> We're both being very actively Thin and exercising, as you can probably tell, just in time for winter. <laughs> just thought I'd look good for my layers and my coats and jeans. Um, but, you know, like eating well and, of course, you know, my husband Clarence is a lot more extreme than myself, so he's gone just all out. This oh, is... has he? I hate that about men. They just drop <laughs> weight straight away and you're sitting on one kilo that you've lost yeah. in six months. Yeah, he's already you lost your like off. four and a half in like two weeks. Oh, because, because he is counting every calorie that goes in and oh every calorie Does that goes out. Does he know you're out. talking about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so know Clarence. That. Clarence, like myself, is a private person. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine with it. But so, you know, I'll be drinking a glass of wine. He'll be like, oh, so and so many calories in that, blah, blah, blah. That'll take 10 minutes on the I hate it when people, I hate oh. it when people refer to wine as calories. Oh my God. It is the one thing that's off limits to calories as far as I'm concerned. You don't get fat drinking wine. Well, no, you get happy. No, you do. He thinks, no, that, he thinks that I drink the I same amount of calories in wine that I eat in food every day. You probably do, but probably. you know, it makes it's worth like it. The, 
It's the for food my just gives you a lot of the wine. It's, yes. Yeah, it's therapy. It's exactly. It's got its downfalls, this um, health kick. But he's looking mighty fine, I must say. Oh. I know. Six packs coming back. Look mm. out. This is well, the awkward <laughs> thing that you're just, this is too far for Con. You're going to love this. <laughs> so we had a little cheeky roll in the hay. And he I'm turned he turned over and got out his phone. I thought, oh, that's a quick grab. During or after? No. Oh, after. Oh, not yeah. during. After. Jesus. Why are you being so maintenance about it? No, but this is what he did. So I thought, oh, he's just on his phone, whatever. He starts calculating the calories. Oh, my God. That he burnt. Oh, my God. Is that the only reason he rooted you? The <laughs> <laughs> uh, every every calorie in, every calorie out is calculated. Now this was a calorie out. You actually do burn calories doing Who this. Who was on top? Him. So Okay, he, so you burnt nothing. No, no. I burnt 180 calories, he told me. <laughs> From what? Breathing. But he he burnt more due to due to the position. Um stamina. But yeah, this is my life and I thought this is <laughs> this is weird, right? I like what This is weird. This is weird. This is not normal. But not anyway, normal. of course, you know what I like to do? I like to overshare. So I went to our Facebook page, the Queen Session, I said, What else have people done that's weird post shag? So <laughs> we are gonna be chatting to some people next. This is the Queen Sesh. Just before Con, I was telling you about my husband's new health kick and counting calories and eating well and <laughs> being very diligent about counting the calories uh, that is in and out very, very diligently. So the way you say so. in and out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it, I, it was a segue. No, it was a, a very um, not intended segue to telling you that he calculated how many calories that he burnt uh, after we did the good Straight day. away, did he give you like the, do you still have after sex hugs? Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe it wasn't straight away, but I mean within yeah. like maybe two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we put it out there on our Facebook page, The Queen Sesh. What is the weirdest thing that your partner or anyone has done post shag? And we have Gail from Queensland. Gail, can you top counting calories? Hi. Um, Hi, Gail. That's, that's, I've done that before. Um, uh, well, this one night I was about 20 yeah. and I was built a bit like an Amazon back then, so I attracted this rather um, Herculean-looking lad. We went home and, as you do, we had yes. a little bit of a rumble. Yes, you do. Yes. within moments of finishing, um, he raced stark naked out my front door into the front garden and threw up the contents of his stomach. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think it was the drink. I'm okay. hoping it was the drink because I know it I wasn't the sex. It wasn't the sex. Surely you can't be that bad, Gail. <laughs> Even though I'm not that bad, Gail. <laughs> and so did he just continue running naked off into the distance? He just pressed up, got wet and he was gone. <laughs> oh, that is awkward AF. I love that. Thank Poor you. So much, Gail. Oh, yeah, we've all been. I'm not vomiting straight after sex. I don't think I've done Oh, I vomit all the time. Okay. Thanks, Gail. Thanks, Gail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we've got Nicole also from Queensland, the sexy state. Nicole, can you you beat uh, calorie counting after sex? Okay, can you beat vomiting? Or vomiting, that's worse. We've decided that's worse. Naked in the front yard. Yeah. I think I might be able to. Yes. So you know Gollum from Lord of the Rings? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that that creepy little one that says my precious? Yeah. Yes. With the ring? I'm pretty sure I met him at Revolver one night. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy that I was seeing after, you know, 
Yeah. We did the deed. He would say, oh, yeah, my precious, want to <gasps> go again? <laughs> In the Gollum voice. <laughs> but sometimes he used to say it during as well, like oh use the voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that it was is... a major turn off. As oh you can my imagine. goodness! That is like that's what nightmares are made out of. My, and he did I the know. creepy nightmares. little voice, and did he do like a little hunch over as well in the fingers? Oh, oh sometimes. What a fiend. Oh. Like you were the ring. Oh, yeah, it was creepy. That is so creepy. I wonder if he's out there today and if he's listening to this and just going, "Oh, chicks, don't dig that." <laughs> Queen Sesh. Right now, Con, we are going to be chatting to a beautiful blogger. Uh, her blog's called Capturing CF, Living with Cystic Fibrosis. She's also a genetic counsellor to pregnant women. Jeanette, welcome to the Queen Sesh. No worries. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Jeanette, I absolutely love your blog. It's just, it's funny, it's raw, it's just, um, yeah, I, I, it's such a beautiful insight to you and I guess for people with cystic fibrosis and people um, living with this condition and, and families can read this and relate, um, for people that don't know much about it, what what is cystic fibrosis? Look, a lot of people haven't heard of CF or if they have, aren't really sure what it is. It's a genetic condition, so that means that people are born with it, you can't catch it, you can't develop it over your lifetime. In essence, some of the fluids in some organs of the body are thicker than what they should be. So in the lungs, the mucus is really quite thick, which traps the bacteria in the lungs and causes chronic lung infections. That then leads to lung damage. And if that damage is severe enough, then people may need a lung transplant or may even die. And because of that, the current average life expectancy is about 40 years of age. Jesus Christ. And it's it's actually a lot more common. I I was reading that um, like every four days a child is born with cystic fibrosis just in Australia. And that's, you know, when you do that, Con, you get that heel prick test in the hospital. Are they testing you for that? So they can tell straight away. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep. And there's so many people. Oh, sorry. You go, Jeanette. I was just going to say testing for CF is part of that heel prick test when mm. people are babies. There's a number of other conditions it also looks for. Yeah, right. Okay. And a friend of mine has cystic fibrosis and she last oh, year really? just had a lung transplant. And Radio. I was lucky enough to have um, dinner with her one night and actually we sat through the entire process and I couldn't believe it, you know, like wow. what a little powerhouse of a woman to have gone through so much. I didn't know how severe your illness is until I was actually able to talk to somebody going through it. Mm-hmm. A lot scary. of people aren't really aware. And one of the reasons for that, I think, is that a lot of what we need to do in order to stay alive and to stay healthy happens behind closed doors. Yeah, okay. So, for example, on average, people with CF spend about two hours per day every day on some form of treatment that could involve taking medication of which there is much or perhaps trying to get the mucus up and out of our lungs so Mm. that we can reduce the number and intensity of the lung infections that we get. When we do go to hospital that's a little bit more obvious for people because we kind of duck out of our lives and are in the hospital for a couple of weeks at a time but it's actually that everyday, ongoing, relentless routine that is sometimes the hardest thing to actually Mm. deal with with this condition. 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I was reading that people with cystic fibrosis are encouraged not to socialise with other people with cystic fibrosis um, because yeah. of the, the, cross, uh, the risk of cross-infection and making oh, it really, really a lonely condition. But imagine you know, you're going through this, of course, you're wanting to be around other people that are experiencing it. But your husband actually has cystic fibrosis as well. How does that work? That's a really great question. (laughs) (laughs) Doctors certainly will say, look, it's probably best that two people with CF don't spend time around one another unless they're siblings or close family members because you can't avoid that. Because people with CF have some specific bacteria that doesn't affect average Joe in the Mm. street but can affect our lungs quite severely. Now, Dave and I are married, which is quite unusual. There are other people out there who have a partner with CF that I'm aware of. And it's just something that works for us. It's not going to work for everybody. And in terms of cross-infection, rather than me protecting me and Dave protecting him as individuals, we are now a unit and we try and protect each other from infections from other people. So can I ask how you met him? In hospital. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. That's beautiful. And I imagine you guys are really close, like, as a result of going through this together. I imagine it's just made you just, you know, inseparable. And who's, Is there, like, one of you whose condition's more serious than the other? Well, Dave is quite a bit older than me. And because CF is a disease of decline and he's been alive for longer, he's been able to decline further than what I have. That probably means that out of the two of us, he's a little bit more high maintenance in terms oh, of his health. That's not unusual becomes... with a husband, though, is it? High maintenance. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that adds in, doesn't it? <laughs> he's also got man CF, yeah. whereas you've only got woman CF. <laughs> big, big difference. <laughs> I am more well than him, but I'm younger than him and that plays a big role, not just in terms of how long I've had to decline, but also in terms of the treatments and the medications that were around when I was younger that weren't around when he was younger. Yeah, right. yeah okay. So um, do you mind if I ask how old you guys are? Yeah, I'm 34 and yep. Dave's a bit old. He's 52. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a huge age gap. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so... That's scary then, being that he, what you told us about the average lifespan and, and his age. Do you just live in like constant fear or are you feeling positive? We don't live in constant fear. The last two winters, Dave's health has not been particularly good and there have been some times where I've been quite stressed about the uncertainty of yeah. where his lungs are heading. So yeah. we've got Fingers crossed that this winter is much better than what the last two have been. When we're both well, and we both are really well for our age and for our stage, then CF is not particularly scary. It's just a thing that we need to deal with in all parts of our lives. But there certainly are some times where the life expectancy does play on your mind a little bit and can affect your emotions and your mental health. And mm-hmm. did that affect your decision not to have kids? Really, the reason why it's not a great idea for Dave and I to have kids is that we've got enough on our plate just managing mm-hmm. our yeah. own health. Yeah. And 
it's not so much that we would be against having a child or even having a child with CF, but two people with CF in one family, quite a lot of work. Yeah. Mm. And I just don't think I've got it in me to be able mm. to oh, God, yeah. spend energy on a dependent person when I'm so needy myself. Yeah. yeah. And you've got, yeah. I've seen you've got two beautiful dogs who are obviously your fur babies, and one of them seems a bit more high maintenance anyway. <laughs> Just yeah, reading probably your blog. the male. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both girls, but the youngest one, who's five, really does not act her age. She acts like a puppy, and she is a bit high maintenance, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jeanette, you sound like you've got a beautiful family support and a beautiful husband, and um, yeah, we, I absolutely love sharing your blog um, and we'll share that on our show page um, at the Queen Sesh as well so you can check it out and for anyone that wants to find out more support donate go to cysticfibrosis.org.au Jeanette thank you so much for coming and really lovely to meet you Jeanette thank you so much thanks for having me I appreciate you giving CF a bit of a I go on Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. The Queen Sesh is back on after the world's longest show break in history. <laughs> I think we actually went on a longer break than Hamish and Andy. And they go on long breaks. You know. Oh my God, it's Connish Nancy. Connish and Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> with you on Sunday. <laughs> Morning before you get up. <laughs> Uh, now, Constance Hall is back from her UK tour promoting her book, Like a Queen. She's got a million people following her on Facebook and I am the chic one, the bestie. The chic. I've actually Annalise. noticed you've, you've really taken over the whole blogging thing lately. Yeah, thanks, you've, babe. Just, yeah, you I'm, picked it up for me because I'm there was viral. a lot of slack yeah. and, yeah, you've done a great job. I'm pretty much trending. Um, you can find Annalise at Annalise Dent on Facebook. Oh, thanks for the plug, Con, because I think I've got about five Facebook followers. So yeah, six, I appreciate babe. that. Thank you so much. You're number Pleasure. six. Um, and still to come, <laughs> we've got another hour, Con. I know. Oh, and we are talking to the amazing king of child rearing and also king of manning at the moment. Oh, he's our king. Steve Bidoff. We love him. Can't wait for that. I can't wait as well. Like, another thing though, Con, we just got to work on our creep factor. You know how we get get a little... I get really bad. I know. I try and take things off the radio platform and into more of a personal (laughs) life thing and it's just tragic. I've actually never had one bite. No one's ever that we've interviewed has come back to me and said, Con, I would actually really like to hang out. I think my my (laughs) favourite was when you you hit on the paediatrician. That was amazing. That was my favourite too. He didn't call as well, by the way. I think that's where you peaked. Um, and what, <laughs> speaking of men that you're hitting on, Consta. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not really hitting on him anymore. I did chase <laughs> him around for a little while. <laughs> uh, we're going to be finding out about Con's new man, Denim. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, while we're on a break mm. from our show, you hit the headlines a little. Oh, a lot. don't I have You love the headlines, Con. You live for it. I live for it. And one of the things that came out, um, which I think is the most positive thing, is that you are with a new man. I am. Dinner. I'm glad you think it's a positive thing because obviously it, totally it hit it hit with a bit of controversy. Everyone was all like, mm. oh, it's too soon. But you know me, I'm not. I'm a fast mover. <laughs> yeah. And you, you love love, you know. I love love. And My I've, marriage was ending for a long time, so I was feeling pretty lonely for a really long time. And I think that 
when women a lot of the time when they do finally leave a marriage, they've spent so much time alone that they can sometimes feel more ready yeah. earlier than society would like them to be, and the, like which is fine. But because I'm obviously in the public eye, yeah, every single thing it. I do, like I can't fart without the news wanting to write a story about it. Yeah, so. That's, you know, been something that I've had to, like, cop on the chin and deal with. But it's been worth it, you know. Like, you can't sacrifice your own happiness just because of other people's ideals of what's right and wrong. No. And Denim's lovely. He I'd... is so lovely. Isn't he lovely? I, I, ha- I have met him and, you know, when you think about Con and sort of who she would be with, you think Denim. And what I, <laughs> what I actually, do you know what, I, I read a comment on... Uh, a post that you did after you uh, posted a, a picture of you and Denim, one of your queens said, I'm reading your book right now, and she wrote mm. a quote from Chapter 5, and obviously yep. I've got it here. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I was supposed to marry a long-haired, strong-accented, tattooed gypsy man with a poetic licence to describe his love for me in three different languages. It's not quite Denim. He can't speak three different languages. Other than the languages, though, like that is literally Denim. Like you wrote this. I know. I know. I know. I never thought that I'd meet somebody like him either. Like I thought it was sort of like a childish dream because I'd really gotten used to the idea of just sort of being married. And then Mm. when our marriage wasn't really working, I just you know a single mum with four kids, you don't expect to meet somebody. No, (laughs) no, you really don't. You really don't. Like you're just struggling to get through the days. Yeah, Yeah, like a lot um, of men would go, okay, baggage. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I am like baggage. Like that should be my middle name, baggage. <laughs> Constance Baggage Hall. Constance Baggage Hall, <laughs> the Queen Baggage Sesh with the Baggage Sesh with Constance Hall. <laughs> but um no, he's got his children full time, so it makes it really sort of work because yeah. we have to do kid friendly things. I have to do them and so does he. And that's all we both sort of want to do as well. Like yeah. I think if I had met somebody else, they'd be like, you know, let's go to this cool new restaurant and I could just never oh, go. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, whereas like Denim's like no, let's go to the skate park, let's go to the beach and all yeah. things that I actually want to do because, you know me, that's all I really want to do. I don't want to do anything You don't want to be flash. at chic bars like me. No, I'm I not just, like you. I drag you along every now and then. <laughs> what I loved most was how attentive he was with your kids. He was so beautiful. He was picking up the twins. He was nursing Billy Violet when she was whinging for three hours about stubbing her toe. <laughs> like he was just, you know, he was picking up my two-year-old when he was draining me and just taking oh, him so away. With kids. He is just beautiful. And he, do you know what I like about his ability with kids is that like he'll grab Rumi or Snow and they'll scream for me and he'll just be like, no, and he'll just walk <laughs> away with them. He'll be like, you're, you're breaking mummy's back. And so they, they end up just coming around and being good. But you know how a lot of people go, oh, let me try. And then the kid screams and they just hand it straight back to you. Yeah. Whereas that he just goes, no, 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 I'm going to pull you around. And he always does every single time. One of, I could talk about him all day, to be honest. But um, one, of, <laughs> one of the other things that I love about him now that I'm like, you know, singing his praises, I know that he's going to listen to this because he does listen to this, oh, really? is that he hi, doesn't Denim. let me go, yeah, hi, Denim. He doesn't <laughs> let me go home alone. Oh, Ever. that's Whenever huge. we're out because we've just, you know, travelled and we've yeah. gone. For, and I, you know me, I get tired. And oh, I'm not, yeah. Like, You're I'm actually not a party animal as I like to no. make out. And I'm so used to always just being home on my own and going yeah. home with my kids and that's just what I do. And he's always like, no, we came together, we're going home together. Oh, I know. He totally kills me. Well, I'm bloody happy for you, mate. You deserve it. You have never looked happier. You've never seemed more you and more comfortable in you. And I I love it. And I love him. And congratulations, mate. Oh, you're the best, Anne. Thank you so much. It's the Queen Sesh with Constance (laughs) Hall and Annalise. The baggage sesh. The baggage sesh.
Queen Sesh. Right now, Con, we have author, psychologist, activist, parenting and men's expert, our personal absolute guru. He's written best-selling books like Raising Boys, Raising Girls, The New Manhood and many more. Welcome, Steve Bidolf to the Queen the Sesh. King. <laughs> Hello, Constance and Annalisa. Nice to talk to you. Oh, so nice to talk to the you, Steve. Our Steve. We are a little obsessed. A little um, bit. A little bit I, obsessed. I actually had tickets to come and see you at your Perth show in March and then one of my kids got creep and had to go to hospital so I was stuck in Margaret River and I was just wishing I could oh. Skype in. Of all the pearls of wisdom I was missing out on, you know? Oh, they were fun shows, those ones. I'm were so they? sad you couldn't make it. Yeah. With Maggie? Yeah, Maggie, she's just a great organiser and teacher and we, we've been friends for ages. Oh, wicked. So, yeah. You guys are the therapy we need. Can you imagine that dinner party? Maggie Dent and Steve Bidoff, it would just be like, oh, my God, and then my kid did this, and then my kid did that. My kid's worse. What am I going to do? Is he going to go to jail? I actually, I actually think, you know, Steve, if you're open to it, we should probably organise that dinner party. Yes. Oh, my God, we'll bring cameras. We'll all just be crying, <laughs> crying to Uncle Steve and Annie Mags. Oh, my God, totally. Yes, Steve, I actually, I have two boys, and so I've read your book, Raising Boys. I've actually, I've bought it for people who've had boys, mm. um, and I absolutely love it. And the thing that actually, the reason we wanted to reach out is I just bought your The New Manhood book. Mm. And so, kind of, I'm not sure if you're familiar with The New Manhood. It's kind of like a men's Bible. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about, you know, men Amazing. and men's mental health. And Amazing. we're not just, you know, walking wallets and, and talking about, you know, men having feelings and all that sort of stuff. And I actually, I bought your book for my husband, Steve. And it's a good thing to do. It really, it really sort of improves your husband, to no. be quite honest. <laughs> no, honestly, we all Steve, need husband improvers. I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. It actually did. He read your book and he said to me, he goes, Annalise, I have realised I have been a selfish father oh, and a wow. selfish husband. Gee. And That's not something you hear every day. No. Like that is, I, like I, I, can't, I still can't even believe that this has happened. Like you've actually changed our lives. Like it's. Oh, I'm so pleased to hear that yeah. because the, the way it works, for people who are listening who are a bit mystified, the way it works is it gets the men who read it to think about when they were a kid and what their dad was like. Yeah. And, and so they start to get in touch with, you know, oh, geez, my old man, he wasn't all that crash hot. I'd like to do a better job than he did. Um, or he was great and I want to be like him. But, but either way, yes, they start to th- really kind of think, um, you know, to look at, they get, at how they're going and, and, um, and want to be different, which is fantastic because men it's often so don't do that. Yeah, yeah they, they very rarely do that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I love, I love the chapter I read, uh, Men and Women and also the Real Sex chapter myself, Steve. It was great. Mm. <laughs> is that why you've been having more sex now? Can you briefly summarise the the real sex chapter for me? Oh gosh! Now look, it's a while since I since I've looked at that. But what it's about is that um, it's <laughs> it's real. It's real. It's about real love making. You yeah, know, it's not that's just right. men it's, are it's, taught. You know, to look at yeah, women as objects and like, a quick fix. And it's like. A lot of men, they think, think it's like, get her done, you know? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and the thing is that that's, they don't get that much out of that either. That's, in, you know, because that book came from getting men into, into groups all around the world pretty much yeah. and saying, look, how's it going? And, and they were saying, well, look, my wife doesn't make love with me anymore. She's always too tired. And, mm. and, and you start 
saying, well, what do you do and what do you say and what happens? What kind of a lovemaker are you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, 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 and you get this incredible honesty starts to come out and they start to just, the, the penny drops, you know. You know, I wouldn't make love with someone who was like I was and, and mm. that, that um, it's got to be a good time and it's got to be um, connecting and, and it's, it's a dance. It's a dance mm. that you do and you do it all day. It's not just, oh, bedtime, you know, what yeah. about it? Like um, life, yeah. life is foreplay. The whole marriage and, is a foreplay. And women are not just really in the tired at bedtime. Mm. Yeah. We don't feel like being touched. Another thing that I always think is really interesting is that, like, I feel like men can, like, have sex at any time, whereas, like, if we've been living in, like, anger or arguments mm. for two weeks or a mm. week or something, we can't just feel like having sex with you. Nah. No. And yeah. The, and the, and the funny thing is... for a while first. Yeah. Mm. It's like... Do we, and this is what we say to the guys. We say, you know, do you really want someone to just do it, you know, like a you know, like a social worker or something, you know, just give yeah. give you, you know, give you some lollies, you know, for being a yep. good boy. It, yep. it, where's your self respect? And and because the, the we guys know they know when you even if you do do it just because you, you know get them off 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 your back. I have to be careful these yeah. phrases. Yeah. But, <laughs> My but, back and think uh, of the queen. You can speak freely, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know. It's, and we we say that in the book. You say once you've once you've made love, you'll never settle for just having sex. What's Mrs. Bitoff like? I know you guys have been married. Oh, you've been a... together forty-one years. What's oh, have you felt pressure to stay together with her because everybody <laughs> looks at you? <laughs> <laughs> like if Steve Bitoff can't make it work, no one can. So. <laughs> Do you know I had a random question for you, Steve, that I was just thinking about before was, um, have you ever published anything that you have then later changed your mind on? Yes, I have. And and I won't even tell you what I changed because it's so embarrassing to go oh, back please. and think about it. Come on, Steve. But I, see, I've been around, I've been writing for 40 years now. And, wow, and yeah, that's the, exactly right. Uh, yeah, that's why I new, ask you that question. Yes, and but the new, what I'm now... What I've changed in particular, I, it used to be that boys were the ones in trouble. And so I spent my whole life was about, um, you know, the disaster happening around boys and men. But about 10 years ago, it started to change. And I'm sure that your listeners will notice this. Girls started to mm. go off mm. the edge. And so we've just written a book called The 10 Things That Girls Need Most. And we, the reason, and that's why I was over in Perth, and the reason that we are focusing on girls now is that their mental health has just, it's, mm. like, a, it's like a train wreck. And and so, I know my mental health's a train wreck, Steve. <laughs> well, well, yes. Uh, it's, um, it's, well, you're, you're in that generation. And, 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 and what it is, is life, it's, it's not that the ki- we're saying to people, the kids are not the problem, it's the way we live. And life has just gone mad. And Hasn't the, it? And the hurry, and, and the, the, I tr- if I could sum it up in one sentence, it's that hurry is the enemy of love. And when you're rushing, wow. you, does, mm. that, does that make sense it, to you guys? It really resonates, yeah. yeah. It's taking you away from being present. Yeah. Yeah, because cause if everyone, you know, of course you adore your kids and of course you adore your partner, but when you're just zipping in, zipping out, and everyone's heading off to this after-school class or this whatever it is, and then the, the connections you make, they don't quite work. There's just this mm. feeling like, oh, that was a bit irk, you know, it wasn't, he didn't really get what I was saying, or there's something worrying my daughter, but I, she didn't tell me what it was. And there's and just if, not enough time. No, no. Yeah. 
and it's only when you can really, and we're sort of saying to people, look, just, you know, on the weekends, stay in your pajamas. Don't put on something silly on the telly and lie on the couch with your kids and watch it. Don't, you know, go out for a walk with a dog in the afternoon. Don't do all this stuff that people do. Yeah, yeah. Too many activities. Yeah, exactly. And then what happens, you know, it's only when you're like, you know, been driving for an an hour or you're sitting on the beach with one of your sons and they say, mum, you know, why are girls the way they are? And, and, And they'll come out with something that's really, really important. And you'll be able to have a talk to them, sort it out, um, mm. But they, they're not going to just pop that out as they rush down the hallway. Mm. And so, so this is, we think, is for everyone listening, have a look at how has your life become and do you really want it to be that way? And, and all those classes and activities and, you know, stuff that people do, like they take their four-year-olds now to, you know, little kids' gym and everything. Look, stick them in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I've, always, I've always said or that, take them Steve. to the park, yeah. I, you're making me feel like a really wise woman, Steve, because I always <laughs> say that. Everybody goes, oh, has your kids started swimming lessons yet? They're three. And I'm like, no, they haven't started swimming lessons oh, yet. I'll go swimming with my kids in the beach. We have more fun that way. Like, I just don't feel the need to fill no. up our days with mm. institutions. Yes, because what it turns, especially with girls, they somehow turn it into pressure. Yeah. They've just they've just found out that one about one in three girls is still surfing the internet after midnight, oh, uh, um, really? and they're, they're checking their Instagram, oh, wow. and um and and it's that's not me. Like, I'm one of those three girls. <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of your job, but but you don't want your twelve year old doing that. I'm just trying okay. to get some free counselling out of you here, Steve. Come on. <laughs> About that dinner party. <laughs> I'm going to get your number off my producer. Oh, and email, um, phone number. Yeah, we're making this. Well, I'm absolutely sold on that book and I'm going to buy it. I think that's absolutely brilliant that oh, we're giving good. men some of this much-needed love and attention. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really important. And, and um, see, you know, if what, what I sometimes do, I have a... a sessions where we have a whole day talking about raising kids and and I, and I say um ask them ask the women you know how did you get how did you get on with your dad and and all of a sudden the, the room's like in tears because oh. half half the women in the room had lovely dads and they remembered how lovely they were but half the women had dads who just they just couldn't put their love across they might have you know really you know, mostly did fiercely love them, but they mm. were so gruff and so awkward. Mm. And especially when the teenagers came, these guys just ran a mile. They just didn't know how to be with a teenage girl. Now, I'm not sure if you remember being teenagers, which is probably just a couple of years ago. Then exactly, what, what, what exactly happens what I was is, is, is <laughs> that, that, um, that you really want to feel special to your dad, and you want your dad to get that. Give you that feeling like he'd 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 die for you. He'd do anything yep. for you. Yeah. And and if you had that, then um, when it comes to going out with boys, that's the benchmark. It's like if they don't respect yeah. you, if they don't treat yeah. you as an intelligent person, it's just goodbye. Um, See, I'm a bit different though, Steve, because my dad was loving and gorgeous, and I still went out with a bunch of dickheads that treated me like crap. <laughs> Do you know what? I was just thinking the exact same thing about you. <laughs> about me. <laughs> and same with me as well. I was like, oh, gee, my dad's awesome. Like, you and I both had, like, the most loving, divine 
dads. Like you could possibly. Oh, we did. Have. We were really lucky. Really lucky. We we had really emotional dads. Yeah, like beautiful, like the men that you would imagine having daughters. Right. Oh, that's great. So lucky. But then, yeah, we still yeah. went out with a bunch of dickheads. Yeah. But we're both with really great men now, so there yes, you go. Yes, that's right. You've got to kiss so a few frogs. Yeah, so you, did, you sort of knew that there was something better out there. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, maybe that's the point. Yeah. yeah. You don't settle. Yeah, that's bad. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Steve, we've actually had a, a question from one of our queens on our Facebook page, the Queen Sesh. Mm. Um, and so we would love your queen vice from you, which is a little thing that we end the show on each week, which is advice for queens. So what she said, she said, I'm reading Steve's books about boys now, so I'm imagining it's raising boys. Mm. My question, how to make your husband read, believe and support all the clever mumbo-jumbo? He gave me this book himself as his mum read it, raising him, being a single parent, but he doesn't want to read it and says me reading it will be enough. Is it enough though, Steve? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> and we, we've, we've just put out audio books of raising boys because... The guys don't read much at all. It's yes. not. Yep. If they, I've, I've had people talk to me and they say, "Raising." You know, this is men have come up and said, "That's the only book I've ever read." That they've since they were in school, they haven't ever read a book except Raising Boys. And so it's like if you, if you can get him to read the first two pages, he'll be off. I mean, you think that book starts off with a car crash. We knew we had to make it exciting from the very first page. <laughs> and it's full of cartoons yeah. and pictures. Um, so, look, I'd, you know, I mean, you could do some sort of a deal with him. Say, so, you know, if you read the first chapter. You might get lucky. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, we're back okay, to that no, again. Okay, no, because that's but, not conducive yeah. with making love. No, yeah, come on, like yeah. that. But, yeah, but usually once they get started, they'll keep going. So, yeah. yeah. And I think, because what, what I really took from your book, Steve, is the absolute vital role that particularly dads play in sons' lives from the age of six, which as a mum of sons, I'm kind of coming to terms with. But it's particularly important for them to read it because it is really them that has the biggest influence over a son um, yes. from it's, the age of six. It's, it's, that's, <laughs> I, think, I think what dads are... I know when, when I do my shows that, that, that lots of... You know, we get 50% dads now. But, yeah, they, they sit with, but they sit with their arms folded and their legs crossed and you know they're expecting to be given a bad time. Yeah. And, and at five minutes in, they all uncross their arms. Mm. And, and so I think dads kind of think, oh, this book's going to make me feel guilty. Yeah, and, that's exactly and, what they're thinking. Mm. Yeah, and men yeah. hate... We, and I'm, I'm the same. I hate to be bad at things. Yeah. And, and I won't have a go unless I think I can do a reasonable job. And so let them know this book's going to make you feel good. It's going to yeah, make exactly. you feel... It's going to inspire you. You're special and, and, and what you're doing is really important. Yeah. And so I think that's what that gets them over that hurdle. Yeah. yeah. And also, sorry to come back to the sex thing, but it is really sexy when men take an interest in how to be a better dad and how mm. to be... A, I mean, I'm sorry, there is no bigger turn on for a woman. Seriously. Yes. We, we will come that... back in, in spats. <laughs> <laughs> you should put that in the little we'll forward. That that's right. <laughs> oh, uh, Steve Bidoff, I actually think you Steve are... Steve Bidoff with all the, the answers. The new king, the new king of the Queen's Sesh. Absolutely. Steve. Can we call you again when we have problems, Steve? Yeah, anytime, yeah, I'd day love night. to talk. Yeah. There's a lot of more stuff we could talk about. There's so much more we could talk much. about. Oh, we, we, we thank could, you so much. Thank you so much. It's been an honour. See you again sometime. Bye. Thanks, Take Steve. care, Steve. This is the Queen Sesh. Con this week, our boy Carl. 
Our boy Carl. It's, we love Carl, don't we? Oh, we do. And do you know what? This Today's show is very uh, the king sesh. I quite like it's it. It's totally the king sesh. I yeah. like it too. It's yeah. all about men. Love it. Um, he this week has made an absolute crusade and he's called out a large media outlet and he, he's sick of it. He's sick of the tabloids, not just about him, but he was really sticking up for women and women in the media, which, of course, we love it. <laughs> and uh, so basically there was a, a picture that the Daily Mail took of him and it was him carrying a six-pack into a caravan and the story was something along the lines of, you know, Carl... Uh, spending time away from his girlfriend with a female yep. colleague, you yep. know, uh, drinking into the night. Yeah, when, with a six-pack of rum. <laughs> yeah, with a six-pack of rum. Go, Carl. When what actually happened was he was working on a story, filming, and it was about prawn farmers and he had the six-pack of rum for the prawn farmers uh, as a thank you for filming with them. So He might have shared one with one of them. Yeah, of course, Carl. Totally. Our boy Carl, Carl. would totally oh, come do on, a rum. <laughs> I like to think if Carl walked into my farm with a six-pack of rum, yeah. he'd share one with me. <laughs> Any day of the week. Uh, so anyway, he has hit back and... He's, he's lost it and I think he's angry, part of it because he's been stalked by the Daily Fail mm. for so long now that when this happened and he saw his colleague upset, he's, ju- he's been pushed over the edge. Yeah, and I love it and let's and hear it. I love it. it too. The Daily Mail has a long despicable track record of denigrating women, of ridiculing women, of objectifying women. This is the site that ridiculed Lisa for wearing the same blouse four months apart. The same site that tried to shame Sunrise host Samantha Armitage for wearing so-called granny pants. I'm over it. I don't know about what what you think, but I hope Australia is over it as well. Go hard on me. Make up your stories, publish your lies, send out the paps. But if you have a sliver of decency, if you have any care whatsoever for the women of Australia, do not slur the reputations of others in your eagerness to throw mud at me. And if you agree with me, the best thing you can do is to never go to that website. I okay, Carl. Yes, I love King. you, Carl. Yeah. Does that turn anyone else on? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I just, it was beautiful. I, it wasn't about him. Like, it just, it pushed him over the edge. But what he said before in that piece was his work colleague, who they were accusing him of sleeping with, was in tears. Like, yeah. you know, a young girl early in her journal journalist career in tears, you know, and he yep. it just pushed him over the edge. Yep. And I love that. And you know what? I, you know, I'm Daily, gonna... Daily Mail is also the paper that did the Chrissy Swan. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, going to McDonald's, McDonald's. and really pissed us off that time. And they really do love having a dig at you as well. Oh, they love so. it. You, you know we got papped in Ireland by the Daily Mail. No. See, I don't, I don't look at it. And do you know what? I, I'm, I'll say I'll, I'll boycott it because I never read it. But, yes, I'm going to listen oh, to Carl. Absolutely. I'm not going to click. Um, no, you've got to unfollow so it doesn't even pop up because otherwise what happens is, is that if you don't unfollow, you get tempted into clicking. I don't, you go, I don't, I don't what follow is this about? them. I don't follow oh, them. Oh, good. No. There not go. for me. Not for no. me. So let's no let's uh, let's back we our love boy you so Carl. Much, Carl. Thanks, mate. And um, we are going to hop on your bandwagon, and we're just going to unclick, not click, scroll, move on, move on. The Queen Sesh. Con, this is heartbreaking. Our bestie, festie, is about to come to a close, which is our least favourite time. 
of the week. <clears throat> but really awesome Queen Vice that we're finishing off on this week. I know. How lucky are we to have old Steve-O with us? So lucky. So Steve bit off. We chatted to him a bit earlier in the show. He's the author. He's the parenting and men's expert. And, yeah, we've got a question from one of our queens, Steve. She's contacted us on our Facebook page, the Queen Sesh. Mm. Um, and so we would love your Queen Vice from you, which is a little thing that we end the show on each week, which is advice for queens. So what she said, she said, I'm reading Steve's books about boys now, so I'm imagining it's raising boys. My question, how to make your husband read, believe and support all the clever mumbo jumbo. He gave me this book himself as his mum read it, raising him being a single parent, but he doesn't want to read it and says me reading it will be enough. Is it enough though, Steve? Oh gosh, um, and we, we've, we've just put out audiobooks of raising boys because the guys don't read much at all. It's yes. not. Yep. If they, I've, I've had people talk to me and they say, raising, you know, this is men have come up and said, that's the only book I've ever read. That they've, since they were in school, they haven't ever read a book except Raising Boys. And so it's like if you, if you can get him to read the first two pages, he'll be off. I mean, you think that book starts off with a car crash. We knew we had to make it exciting from the very first page. <laughs> and it's full of cartoons yeah. and pictures. Um, so, look, I'd, you know, I mean, you could do some sort of a deal with him. Say, you know, if you read the first chapter. You might get lucky. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back okay, to that no, again. Okay, no, because that, that's but, not conducive yeah. with making love. No, yeah, no, no. Something Come on like now. that. But, yeah, but usually once they get started, they'll keep going. And that's us for another week, Con. We will be back with another fresh show, 7 a.m. next Can't Sunday. Can't wait. Can't wait. Counting down the hours. I think I'm recording from Geraldton next Sunday. I'm going on a bit of a road trip, so I'm pretty bloody excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? <laughs> We'll um, Skype, babe. But you know what? We <laughs> would love to hear from you on our Facebook page, Search the Queen Sesh. We love when you contact us, chat with us. Um, and, yeah, if you want to catch up on anything, if you've missed anything, all our extended interviews, Search the Queen Sesh on our podcast. Have a great week, guys. See you next weekend, queens. This is the Queen Sesh.